Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Talk Recorded live. Live. <laughs> Welcome to the Five Minute Major. It is Nick in New York. I am here on a blustery, wintry day here in upstate New York on the 17th of January. Happy to be with you all and happy to be with uh, my friends here this evening, uh, Jared Mason, Mike Berg, and a new member to the hockey, uh, excuse me, to the uh, Wild Extra family, Heather. Heather, welcome to the team. Welcome to the show. We are super glad to have you here. What do you have to say for yourself? Um, Thanks. It's it's good to be it's good to be part of the team and talking to people who apparently love hockey as much or more than I do. Outstanding. <laughs> uh before we get into the the uh, Heather Odyssey by which you came to be uh with Wild Extra, let's uh go around the horn and introduce the rest of the people on the show this evening. Doubles unfortunately is away on assignment, which means he's refing. Uh but <laughs> nonetheless we still have Jared Mason Jared, what's a good beer for a really shitty winter night? Uh, highest ABV possible, um, you know, for the warmth. The uh, the for the warmth, you know, to 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 add the warmth. Um, I think uh, I took the uh, the family bowling tonight. Oh, which was very domestic, and um, but it was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, I think we had a Widmer. We had a Surly Furious, and now I'm back to the the old standard of the season, Sierra Nevada Celebration, or Selly, as we like to like to call it. You know, Dangle, Snipe, and Selly. Good on you. Um, all right, and that also means we got Mike Berg in the house. Mike, uh, any uh, youth hockey stories of your own for this evening? Uh, I was outside yesterday in minus 20 degree weather. It was fucking cold. I was watching my son play in an outdoor tournament. Uh, why they're having eight-year-olds play outdoors uh, hockey in the middle of January is beyond me, but it was a blast. Uh, kids had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching them and hiding inside when I had a chance. And uh, I, I, Mason, I will raise your celebration. I will see your celebration and raise you a bed paddle cold press brat, cold press oh, black. For sure. That's that's good, too. Um, I bet, I bet you were complaining more than your kid, though, right? About the oh, weather. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and I, I just finished a, a Johnny Walker Blue mixed with the Coke. No, you well, didn't, you, know. you son of a bitch. You did not. You mixed it with Coke? <laughs> you may as well just piss on it I'm just gonna and throw it away. Light it on fire and throw it away. I'm going to conference call punch you in the face. <laughs> I would never do that. I, okay. I know better than that, especially with Nick, especially with Nick on the line. Yeah, I had a, a all right. I've got to do an anecdote here. Uh, in back in college in in Mankato at the Quads, I had a roommate who um, who on like a Friday, he um, he went to the you know the MGM warehouse of course and and bought like an eighteen Glenn Levitt I believe, mm-hmm. and everyone went you know the other three of us that were roommates we all went. Um, home for the weekend and everybody showed up on Sunday and we're like, dude, hey, how's that, you know, 18 Glenn? He was like, oh, it was great. Yes, he sounded like a clown. 
He's like, oh, it was great. It was. I just mixed it with some, you know, Mr. Pib raspberry oh, all weekend, and it's gone. <laughs> oh man, they so wasted like a fifty-dollar bottle of a uh, of a uh, of Glen on some like you know some god awful flavored soda. Ugh, brutal. Yeah, I had, I had I ran with some pretty cool people back in college. <laughs> Well, so let's get back to Heather for a minute. Heather, uh, in the first place, all this drink and talk, what's your uh, what's your imbibement of choice? Oh, gosh. I am not as fancy as other people. Um, I, <laughs> I usually just, you know, a light beer is fine with me. Um, I guess Summit EPA is the other um, non-light beer that I don't drink, I guess. But otherwise, Mick Golden Light, you know, it's pretty basic and boring. Yeah, that's a that's solid recommendation, and I also like that you just dropped the first gosh ever on the, uh, the five minute major. <laughs> yeah, tell them the fuck oh, off. That's totally cool. Um, <laughs> all right, so Heather, tell us about you, you know what's your sort of origination story here. Uh, people want to get to know you uh, as part of the uh, Wild Extra family. So tell us how you got into hockey, how you got into writing, and how you got into writing about hockey, and et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Uh, well, I pretty much started, you know, becoming a fan of hockey when the Wild started. Um, that's kind of when I started just paying attention to sports in general and found out I really enjoyed watching hockey. Um, and then, you know, I'm I'm a writer um, anyway, and I just found out in college that I really love to write about sports more than um, just general news, and it kind of went from there. Um, after I graduated, I started my own sports blog just kind of for fun, and it, it was just kind of more of a hobby, really, to just, you know, put my opinions out there, and um, it's, you know, mostly about uh, the Wild and, and the Twins, and I just, I mean, the more I watch, the more the more I learn and enjoy it, and, you know, then also get frustrated when things don't go well because let's face it we're in minnesota so <laughs> you know we all know how being a sports fan of minnesota teams is but um uh, yeah so i've just i've gotten really involved with uh social media too and um the discussions on twitter uh, during games are so much fun um that's that's one of the big perks too was just connecting with kind of this online community and talking about hockey yeah outstanding well, uh, for those of you listening who uh, who have not read uh, the couple of blog posts that Heather had previously put up on Wild Extra, uh, you're, once you start reading her, you're in for a treat. She's a, she's a great writer. Uh, we're very lucky and happy to have her, and uh, she's going to make a terrific addition to the team, along with our other new writer, Tyler, who is not on the program tonight, who we hope to have on it in the near future. Um, so uh, the Wild Extra family got stronger by a factor of two, because we added two strong writers, and um, that's all to the better of everybody involved. So welcome again, and let's jump right into the Wild stuff here. Uh, the first question I'm going to toss out to you is the Wild sits now 45 games uh, played through the season, 52 points. As we all know, they, they just had finished their best first half in team history, first half of the season in team history points-wise. However, that was four games, uh, excuse me, that was, uh, let's see, 41, four games ago, and four losses ago as this team has now... Uh, really, 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 really fallen off the map. Uh, <laughs> oh, a lot of uh, 
Yeah, it's a lot of really. I could throw a couple more in if you really want. If you wanted me really? to, really, really wanted me to. You really uh, would like to hear that. The bottom line <laughs> is they just suck right now. So here's the question: They sit in the first wild wild card spot, fourth in the Central, four points up on the second wild card spot, which is Nashville, and also four points up on the first team out of the wild card, which is Vancouver. Um, Ugh, Jared Mason, is this wild team in trouble, and how do you define trouble of what? I, I mean, just over halfway through the season, I, I mean, looking at the way they've played the last four games, like it's hard to say that they're not in trouble. Um, but with the amount of volume of games that we have left, it's also really hard to to, to say that they can't turn it around. Um, but they, but that's the hard part. They've got to turn it around before, you know, we can say they're out of trouble. Um, if they continue to play like the assholes that they've been playing like, um, then they're, they're they're definitely in trouble. Um, but if they can figure it out, there's plenty of time to kind of, you know, uh, hang on to their their wild card spot, if if not uh, the, the second wild card spot. Um, it, would, it would take a, a miracle such as Dubnik to really... Uh, think that they could get up into the top three for the, the central at this point. Um, but then again, like you said, they've had an, an historic kind of uh, first half of the season, and maybe they can turn it around and, and impress us even more than they did last season. But um, we all, you know, as, as we've talked about um, many times on, on this show, where, you know, to expect anything like a run that we had last year would be ridiculous. So, um, we've got to expect that it's going to take a lot more work to down the stretch to improve our situation. The good thing that they've got going for them is that they've they're they're in a pretty good situation now, and now they just got to kick their heads out of their asses and, and start playing hockey. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if that was a yes or a no. If yeah, I don't, either, or not. I don't either. I don't it was either. a yes and no question, though. I feel certain about that. So yeah, and and, and I brought that topic up too, and I didn't even answer it. So yeah, you know what. That, that's the Mike, wild for you. Okay, Mike, listen. It was a really easy question. Okay. Is the wild in trouble and in trouble of what? I beg to differ. <laughs> Actually. No, okay. I, 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 no I, they're, they're not in trouble. I, I, I don't think that they're, they're in trouble of of missing the playoffs. I, they're going to make the playoffs. Um, you know, is is someone like Dubnik going to come in? I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe we can circle back to this. No. You know, I, I it, whether or not Chuck Fletcher wants to bring in, a, you know, another center like Druin or Couture or Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you know, I, I think regardless of whether that happens, you know, Fletcher could stand pat at the end of the season, and I would be fully confident that this team would not only make the playoffs, but uh, at the very least give a good run for their money against whoever they're playing against, unless it's Chicago. Um, you know, this, this team has a way of figuring it out, pulling their heads out of their asses and, and getting on the right track. Um, it caused, you know, we're Minnesota sports fans. So of course we're going to lose our shit when they, when the team loses their shit. And, you know, I think that's just, <laughs> part of the process of being a fan of Minnesota sports teams that, you know, you're going to have your heart broken for a little bit, but I, I, you know, I do think that this team does have a chance of coming back. I think that, um, you know, 
the last couple of games have been really hard to watch because they've just been so boring. But, you know, if, if they can get back to what they're fundamentally good at, I, I really am not all that concerned. You know, it, I, I, this is not going to, this pattern is not going to sustain itself for the next 36, 37 games. They're, they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to figure it out. They're going to pull their heads out. You know, whether Mike Yo is going to smash a few sticks or not, you know, I, I don't know how that's going to work itself out, but I'm confident that at some point here that they will get themselves back on track and they'll either hold out of that playoff spot or they'll, you know, take advantage of a few games in hand and, and actually, you know, make a, you know, get into the top three of the division. What is the minimal acceptable outcome for the Wild for this season in your eyes? What? Nick's breaking up. Yeah, I'm breaking up. All right, sorry. Oh, Heather, you what, what? You sounded like Bowie in space there. <laughs> Heather, this is for you. What is the minimal <laughs> acceptable outcome for this team for this season in your eyes? You know, it's – they need – you know, I think a lot of people have said they need a step forward. They need to do something to move forward, and I know just – you know, the past three years in the playoffs, you keep thinking, okay, they're going to take that next step. They're going to do something to improve. And, I mean, last year, you know, that, that series to Chicago, you know, it just – the season ended just flat like that. And, you know, for me going into it, I thought, okay, they're going to need to win two rounds of the playoffs. They they need to do that to make their step forward. And I still think that that's what needs to happen. I you know, I don't know if it will. Um, I'm not sure, but I think that would be a huge step up for the team, obviously. I mean, it's kind of the obvious choice, too, since, you know, they haven't – I mean, they've won the first round and haven't won the second. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough with these midseason slumps, too, because, you know, I feel like especially last year, obviously, you know, I think we can all agree it was just kind of this rare, magical thing, Dubnik coming in, but – from what I remember, it was almost like the team had no answers and the players were just kind of walking around. It was like they were kind of waiting for, you know, the front office to bring someone in to, you know, maybe obviously they didn't foresee that happening, saving their season, but it was kind of like they were just sort of like waiting around and, you know, at some point they have to kind of look around and say, okay, this is the team we have right now. You know, someone's got to step up here and we need to start making things happen. Um, and I think it's tough when, especially you're shut out twice like that, you, you know, then they, you know, tend to press and uh, try to maybe make plays that they wouldn't normally make and it just can kind of make things worse. But I mean, I think it's, for me, it's all about, it's all about a step forward and it's just, it's tough to see that happening. I'm not sure, especially with, you know, you look at what the other teams are doing and it's hard to, you know, give away points in those overtime games. It's, it's hard to, you know, lose games to divisional opponents because it's so tight. And if you lose a few games, you know, that's really hard to recover from sometimes. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense to me. Based on that. What? What? Yeah. I still get it. Get, get out on, of the microwave. Based on that, I think this team is in trouble. Because the, even, with, even if you say that, okay, even there you if, go. Even You're if you good. smooth out Robot the Nick. last four games, right? If you, <laughs> even if you smooth out the last four games and say they're clearly not going to sustain that level of suckitude over a long period of time, they've done nothing on balance to prove to me that they are that they are taking the next step this season to be ready to take the next step. 
done nothing to prove that we've taken the next step. Yeah, I think I heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I I agree. It's um uh, especially other like the what really really you know you know since Dubs isn't here, I've got to say which really grinded our gears last year was that round. Oh, they got a, a middling goaltender that we all thought was middling. I think that's fair uh, in Dubnik at that time, um, and then they so, suddenly started playing well in front of them. Like they could have been playing that well the entire time in front of our other shitty goaltenders, but they weren't. They they it was they were waiting for that trade. They got that trade, and then they started to you know to, they decided to play as well as you know we all thought they could play, which was the most frustrating thing. Um, happy to see it happen, but it's still frustrating as hell to see basically guys flip a switch and start playing well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just uh, just gonna say that you know the the team is. You know, you just look at him. You feel like God, you're capable of doing something, so that you don't have to be right up against it all the time at the end of the yeah. season, trying to yeah. sneak into the playoffs and, you know, getting that that last seed or or whatever. You know, there. I think that's what's hard too. Is it's like God, that potential is there. You know why? Mm-hmm. You know why does it always have to be so difficult? Um, and yep. you know, I feel like the answer is something other than well, it's a Minnesota team. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah. they they it's have that be. potential. Yeah, they, 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 there's no reason why this team has to give up the first goal within the first three or four minutes every freaking game, and they're they're doing it, and then they're they're playing from behind, and they can't do it. They they're like they're sleeping through the first 50 minutes, and then they turn it on for the last 10 minutes, and they're like, oh, it's very impressive, like how well they're how hard they're trying, and it's like, well, if you fucking had played with this kind of effort in the first 10 minutes, you wouldn't have gotten yourself in this position. It's really yeah. so- really frustrating. Yeah, so I, I think one of the things that, you know, we noticed with, in the Todd Richards era, you know, and, and this goes back to, like, the end of the Jacques Lemaire and the beginning of the Todd Richards era, this team was so inconsistent. You know, mm-hmm. it would either be uh, from game to game or it would be, you know, they'd be awesome in the second period, really bad in the first and third. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you know, I, I guess throw this to you, Heather. I mean, do you think that this is something that, you know, do you see this as, as still happening? You know, I, I guess I see it, you know, flashes of that every now and then, but I, I see a more consistent team now. I mean, you know, is, is that tracking with, with what you've been seeing from the team lately? Um, that they're being more consistent or that it? Yeah. Well, it's the consistency and consistency. Compared to Todd Richards. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, compared to Todd Richards. That's a whole other issue. Um but I have, I mean, I have noticed it seems like the first period this year to me, just from what I remember, is been maybe the biggest issue. And I don't know that that's, you know, changed all that much. I, you know, it seems like especially lately it's, you know, them getting behind. Um, but especially it's, you know, I mean, can you guys score a goal in like the first three, four minutes? <laughs> you know, that just doesn't happen. And, yep. you know, they... You know, then you, you know, watch the games and they'll sit there and talk about how, yeah, you know, we came out flat. And I mean, you could just press, you know, the recording because it's the same thing. They, you know, they came out flat. We weren't ready for the play, you know, start of the game. And it's like, okay, well, you know what time the game starts. You know, it's just (laughs) frustrating to see. (laughs) You know, I don't know. It's just frustrating to see that over and over. And I, I feel like I've seen that a lot more this year. 
than maybe I've noticed before. And, you know, I know obviously that happens. They're not, you know, sometimes you don't have those games where you're playing, you know, a full 60 minutes of hockey. You're not playing the same way throughout the game, which obviously that happens. That's part of it. But if there's anything I have noticed, it's that it has been that first period. And then, you know, like, like someone mentioned, you, you will have like that last little bit in the third period where they try and do something. It's like, oh, well, they tried to come back or, you know, it's too little, too late. Well, yeah, because you can't just play the last few minutes of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. try, you know, pumping a goal in there right away and playing with a lead and, you know, see how that works Well, out. you know, it, it is really hard to start a game strong when the ice is so bad in every <laughs> arena. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. And only this team, it doesn't impact the opponents. Robot yeah, yeah, and right. I mean, we didn't hear anyone else complaining about the the ice that was too thick or anything like that. So, I, I you know, Mason, I guess you know the, the follow up I have for you then is, is is this a question of preparation then? I mean, does this fall on the coaching staff to get this team ready to play every night? I, I think, and like Yo, Yo will talk about it. I mean, he'll Yo Yo says all the time, like um, talks about how. And he's been around for five years now, right? Like he yeah. he talked he he talks about it like it's been a, a thing during his era that you know to be in fairness he probably inherited it um, that they just have slow starts to games and um, they, they when they let that get the best of them then they then they're you know behind and they're they're chasing for fifty minutes and um, it, I don't know if it is a preparedness thing it's it's not like it's not like uh, it's not you can't go out there and skate and and just you know have the energy that they need in order to um in order to come out with ener- the energy that they need to to play a good game in the first five minutes of the game um he can it all you know like I, I, somebody said it best like recently like when when you're talking about a good coach and and all that it, it's like he 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 can make those in game decisions that ha- that are game changers he can uh, you know, kind of shuffle around with uh, chemistry and and the, and the lineup in order to to kind of manifest that that kind of chemistry. But he's not going to go out there and score the goals for the guys. He's not going to go out there and support the puck in the in the corner and make sure that there's enough um, support there in order to generate the plays that need it. And it, it, it. He can't get out there and play the first five minutes himself. So I don't think it's on you. Know, I don't. You know, it it, it it would be hard to to put that on like. You know the video guy. Like, I mean, it, they they have their jobs. You know, they do their jobs. Yo puts the guys on the ice. The guys got to play. It's it comes right. down to that. You got a problem with that, Heather? No, no. I I mean, I agree with that. I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's necessarily Yo. You know, Yo's fault that they're not getting off to a good start. I, you know, it was like I said before. I mean, at some point, you know, they got to look around it at each other or on the bench or whatever. And, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, I don't know, obviously we're not there. We don't know what they what they say to each other for, you know, team camaraderie or whatever. But, uh, yeah, there's, it's like one of those things where, I mean, something's got to change, you know, and it, it needs to come from the players. Yeah. It's either the change either has come from the players or the players have to change or the players have to be, shown a message and and unfortunately then we're talking about well how are they showing a message and then it's usually at the sacrifice of a of the coach so 
uh, but right back to where we were last year. Hopefully, we're we're not that low in in our attitude towards the end of the season where we start talking about you know fire yo and all that. Um, I don't I don't think anybody is realistically there, at least not within this uh, no. within within this collective tonight. But um, you know, the nerd brood out there in the hockey world or the Minnesota Wild hockey world might might be, um, but you know, I don't. I don't think we're we're that desperate just yet. Well, where where are Yo's advanced stats on that? <laughs> That's a good segue. Yeah. Advanced stats. Okay. Did my audio get back? Well, I I think Nick's I think Nick's phone is still kind of messed up. So he's still uh, using that yeah. Nokia from 1994. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, one of the questions that I had, you know, Mason, you talked about their, yeah, changing the, you know, changing their, you know, this is Heather. You said either the change has to come from the players or we have to change the players. So, you know, there, there's been a lot of talk lately about uh, potential pickup of Jonathan Druin and, and Mike uh, Michael Russo the other night mentioned. Uh, also Ryan Nugent Hopkins' name out there as well as Logan Couture as a possibility. Um do you, Heather, do you have any feelings on any of these three guys uh, for, you know, who, who we'd want to potentially look at as, as far as pickup? Um, I I don't. I haven't looked into the, those players too much. Um, I, I've kind of been more focused on the team we have right now. I, I Mostly because I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, part of me is kind of hoping we don't get somebody. Just because, you know, I don't know. I feel like maybe that might be better if we, because I don't want them to give away too much either. I, I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything where I really think, oh, that could really benefit them. And so I just, yeah, I guess I don't have a too strong of an opinion on any of these guys. Um, I haven't looked into them too much. I, I'm, okay. all, I'm always a, a bleeding heart for the current roster too. Like I want them to figure it out rather than a change to an external change. Um you know, like Dubik last year, you know, I, I'm, I'm probably sure. on record hoping that there there wasn't a big kind of acquisition. And then when we got Dubik, I was like, all right, well, that's fine. You know, it's not like he's a superstar goalie or anything. And then he turned out to be a superstar goalie or anything. Um, but I always want, I always want the the current band of idiots that I love to to figure it out. Um, so I, I'm with you there. Um, whether it's between Juan and uh, RNH and who is the other guy? The horse face culture or whatever. Like I, yeah, I like all. Sure. I like all three of those guys to to an effect. But I think all three of those guys are going to take a whole lot in return, or de- demand a whole lot in return. Like Heather said, uh, to give up too much. Um, um, mainly, like you know, we've heard you know Dumba being bandied about uh, as far as what it might take, and and I don't know. We we might we might be deep. In D, but um, but yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's worth it. You know, it's t- it's tough to say. Like all three of those guys are are, are good. I'd probably be more comfortable with with uh, Nugent Hopkins and and uh, Couture before Juwan because of you know uh, there, there's some controversy there and there there's some uh, angsty stuff there too that you know might be tough in a, in the locker room. But look at what yeah. Johansson's done in, in Nashville despite them not being able to win until they play the the wild. So um you know guys can guys can turn it around with a different change of scenery like Nino did the first time, but um you know it's always a it's always a gamble. Well for what it's worth, last night uh, the Wild Extra uh Twitter account threw out a, a poll 
who's the most worth it, Jonathan Druin, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, or Logan Couture. Uh, it was really close. Uh, RNH got uh, 35%, Couture got 34 and Druin got 31 So that tracks wow. exactly with what you're saying, Mason. Wow. Um, it, yeah. It's, it's well, if it's that exactly even, if yeah. it's that even and, like, all things considered, well, don't take the guy that's been holding out or, or whatever, like, you know. Yeah, like the, exactly. uh, the other two guys who are, I mean, Not Ryan Nugent Hopkins right? is, is in the situation he's in because the Oilers have been that bad to happen to select him, and right. that's not his fault. Um, Couture has been a, a soldier for, for San Jose for how many years now and kind of quietly taken over that team um, from, a, from a real production standpoint. But And then, I don't know, I... I that's that's interesting. I, I I'm sorry I didn't see that poll that you put out there last night, Mike. Nick, Nick, is your landline working yet? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> hey, organic uh, Nick is back. I just I I went all the way. I saw the wizard. It was amazing. Are you on like an actual telephone? No, no, no. I'm actually on Skype. My actual telephone was shitting the bed. <laughs> Is it a is it one of those rotary phones? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Let's just talk about hockey. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, he, he had to hit he had to hit the thing like five times and then a, a an operator picked up. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> all right, Nick. Well, what do you think about all that crap that we just talked about that you probably missed? What were we talking about? Uh, Duran, uh, yeah, yeah. Duran versus Druid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins versus uh, Horseface Culture. Uh, I don't know. I don't Next know. question. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like that Duran hasn't been playing center, even though he has in the past. I mean, here's the thing: is we, you we know, have enough of those guys. Yeah, we 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 need somebody to help us right now. You know, in uh, center. None of those dudes really does it for me. Is how if, I feel about if it. I, if I had my druthers, I, I'd, 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 I'd go for Logan Couture because I think he's the oldest of those three, and um, he's been playing in San Jose, so he's been playing in a, in a you know, decent environment. Um, on the other hand, Ryan Nugent Hopkins does have more points than Granlund, and he's been playing in fucking Edmonton. So Who doesn't have more points than Granlund? <laughs> my mom. It's true. My mom, well, too. Sitting at okay, zero so, points. So, okay, so a guy that, I don't know, did you guys talk about Nino? Not no. yet. Do okay, so let me, just, <laughs> let me just put this in perspective on Nino for a minute. Because um, I, I think he really typifies the overall scoring woes that we have in general right now. And by that I mean, uh, just to break down his last five games versus the five games prior to that, uh, so the last five games, he's got zero, zero, and zero, minus three, and eight shots on goal. And the five yeah. games prior to that, he had one, three, four. He was plus one, and he had uh, ten. Eight, excuse me, ten shots on goal. I think. Okay, so uh, you know what do the numbers? There are obviously numbers out there that indicate that he is contributing. We got into a good discussion about this on Wild Extra this week. Um, because we got into such a good discussion about it on Wild Extra this week, um, Mace, why don't you set us up with your perspective on this, and, and we'll see where that takes us. Well, I don't know. I know I know that you know uh, you and Tony kind of laid into me about it, but like the fact is, for me, 
is well first thing first thing is like yes i understand that it's really nice when a player has a positive impact on a team no matter why they were you know maybe truly brought into uh brought onto a team but um that's a matter of kind of opinion on why you think player X was, was brought, you know, why the GM went out and got that, that player. But I, I can't imagine that Chuck Fletcher said to himself, I'm going to bring Nino Nina Ryder onto the team in order to have a positive impact. He brought Nino Nina Ryder in to score goals because that's what his scouting report said. Um, so that's, that's the one thing. The other thing is that no one, like, tell, tell me if I'm wrong here, but no one ever talks about a player's deep stats like that unless there's a more glaring stat that isn't being productive. Yes. Like, it, right? Like, it, like if a, for the sake of example, we're talking about Nino, he's not scoring goals. So no one is ever going to talk about his five-on-five when close unless he's not scoring goals. Because does anybody ever talk about Alexander Ovechkin's advanced stats? No, because the motherfucker scores goals. Right? <laughs> Does anybody ever talk about Pavel Datsuk's advanced stats? No, because he sets up every freaking play that the Red Wings score on. Like no one talks about them unless something wrong, you know, something's wrong. And that's that's the problem I have with with using advanced stats as an excuse to 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 kind of like uh, paint a different picture than the glaringly obvious one. And you know that's where Nino is. Like he's he's been. He it appears you know because of these stats and like because like he he's getting some shots here and there. Um, it appears that he's trying, but like he can't he just can't execute. So, yeah. and the thing the third thing is that none of these like deep stats that are used to justify his existence tell us why he's not scoring goals. Great, so he's got he's defensively you know sound, okay. Um, you know, he's he's generating a lot of shots for the team. Great. Why can't he score a goal? None of those stats are going to tell us why he can't score a goal. Heather, is is he snake bit, Nino? Um, I don't think he's snake bit. <laughs> we were talking about this before. I, you know, I saw the word snake bit today talking about the wild um, in general, you know, specifically with the last couple of games and, I I was not ready to use that word yet uh, with any of these guys. Um, it, it just doesn't feel like a snake bit situation to me where they're just giving this masterful effort night in and night out and they just can't get the breaks, you know, the, the puck luck, as people like to say. Um, I, I don't think it, it's that. Um, I'm not sure what it is. Um, uh, talking about the stats, I... You know, I'll be honest, I haven't really looked at advanced stats very much. I'm not a huge stat person um, in general. But for me, what matters is, you know, goals and assists. That's, you know, that's a big deal. And if pucks aren't going in, I think, um, and use the word execute, I think that's that's a big one. That's a lot of what gets talked about a lot of time is, is the effort and, you know, kind of that, you know, moral victory type stuff. All the effort was there, you know, they're – trying they're trying to create chances and you know obviously that's all good but you know ultimately you need to get pucks in the back of the net and do whatever you have to do or or change you know something that's not working um to try and make that happen and you know there's a few times where i've seen nino lately um just kind of i don't know slow the play down when he's going into the zone or he'll stop and 
wait for a teammate. You know, I don't, maybe I'm making that all up in my head. It's just I feel like I've seen him approach it differently lately. And, I, you know, I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on exactly what he's doing differently, but it just it seems like there's something different. It, you know, if he's more timid, if he doesn't, you know, if he's losing some confidence there, you know, I'm not quite sure what it is. Um, but it just it seems like something is has changed, and I'm not really sure where to go with that, I guess. But I, I don't think it's a situation of being snake bit. I mean, to me, that's – I feel like that'd be more for, you know, a situation if Parisi, uh, you know, just he can't catch a break, like, you know, four times in the same period. He's right in the crease on the doorstep, and he just can't get the puck in. You know, it just bounces away from him or he gets knocked down or whatever. Um, that might be more of a situation for, for that. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with the just the entire notion that you gotta earn the label of being snake bit. Like it takes effort first. Great point. Yeah, yeah. Mike is 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 there? It's a pretty fine line, I would say, between you know, sort of catching a break and making your own breaks. Um, where where on that continuum do you see the wild right now? Um, I, I don't see them really putting in the effort to to claim that right now. I mean, they're they're not, you know. I would say that they would, you could call them snake bit, or they they don't have any luck if, you know, Thomas Vanek had ten shots on net in the last two games. He has zero. Um, you know, we we saw this earlier in the season with Pominville. I was I was at the Nashville game when Zach Parise got hurt, and I saw Jason Pominville in that game look like a man completely defeated. Um, he wasn't skating hard. He wasn't, you know, he'd break into the zone and with the puck and, you know, he'd skate down to the dots and, you know, then he'd, he'd you know, flip it back to the defense. You know, he wouldn't even shoot on that. He had a clear shot on that. He wouldn't even take it. Um, that That's what the whole team looks like right now. They, they look like men that are just, defeated they they don't look like they're trying they don't look like they're putting in the effort right now and that's what's so frustrating i mean that that's what just puts me to sleep when i'm watching a game it's like you know these motherfuckers don't care why should i care right now why should i be putting the effort to keep my eyes open and watch these guys right now you know that's what's so frustrating about this team right now you know they, they don't look like they're trying they you know you absolutely have to make your own luck in this in, in the nhl I personally don't believe in puck luck. I believe in, you know, you put in the effort and good things will happen, and the effort is not being there, so good things are therefore not happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, go ahead. Bringing up Pominville is, I mean, he, we, he's been horrid for most of the season, and then he had like a, maybe a week that he was good, and now he's back to being a – like an Arizonan or a Floridian kind of gated retirement community where where goal scoring goes to die. Like he like it's 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 exactly what you know Heather said. Like we're tentative, like pulling back and you know waiting for a pass instead of having a clear lane. Like it's just horrible. It's like I I, I just don't get it. Like it, it's gotten worse with Pominville. It's just it's just a, a sound dampening, but it did. There's just instead of sound, it's goals, and there's they just don't happen. It's bad. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. Uh. So to sum up what I've heard tonight, 
this team may or may not be in trouble, but in any event, uh, it's not playing real good. And uh, it is, you know, the sort of the sum of the parts with the exception of, I would say, Doobie and uh, maybe Suter, and that's about it. So um, uh, fairly grim right now, my friends. And to that end, is there anything before we jump to final thoughts that anybody, anything else that people wanted to, to talk about? Um, I want to I want to bring up one other thing, and maybe it's just going to be me on a rant. Uh, but if you guys have any opinions on it as well, uh, please do chime in. But um, recently, uh, I think we had a power play uh, opportunity or power player or one or two in the last couple games here. Um, but there was a stretch where we weren't getting a whole lot of calls, and like you know, uh, Russo was real vocal about it. How it was like freakishly a uh, small amount of power plays being called, um, and during that stretch, yeah, it was just last week, you know, like I had a, I had a coworker, at, um, like, uh, in, uh, I am me uh, at work and be like, hey, man. like he's not from Minnesota. So like, he's one of those, you know, Detroit guys that are, you know, Detroit can do no wrong and they're the best thing ever. And he's like, Hey, what, why aren't you guys getting any calls? You know, aren't you selling your calls? And I'm like, there were a lot of things that I wanted to say to that. Uh, but um, there are a lot of things like, you know, NSFW things that I wanted to say to that, like to, to the fact that selling your calls, like, you know, I think I, I think I just like very diplomatically said something like, oh, I'll keep that shit in Detroit. But um, honestly, like that, that really bothered me. Like that, is that a thing that you guys, you know, are aware of? Like, you know, Nick, you play a lot. Like, if doubles were here, maybe he'd be able to, to talk about that a little bit more from a refing standpoint. But, like, like uh, I w- my stance on it was, like, if that's a thing, I don't want to, I don't want any part of it to, you know, the, the dishonorable aspect yeah. of selling your calls. Like, yeah. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, uh, no, I don't, I don't, I, I hope not. Like, um, I well, agree with that. <laughs> anybody, anybody, has anybody heard anything, like, where, where that's... It, that that's the reason why the wild aren't getting, you know, penalties called for in their benefit. Like, because we don't we get up because we stand up. I haven't up. heard that. No, okay. I, I, I haven't heard that at all, but okay. Did, good. Did we, did we get calls any more in our favor when we had Matt cook on the team? That's a good point. Like uh, Matt cook certainly wasn't getting the benefit yeah. of the doubt. I'm sure. But then, then the thing that, the thing that really, uh, bothered me too is in the last in the last game when when Dumba did that back check where he did the penguin slide and he got up and then he was on his feet when he hit the goal and the goal was dislodged and he was called for delay game and then they scored on it like and I'm wondering if he had stayed on his belly and slid and done you know the midsection into the post and he couldn't get up it's cool you know like would he have been called I wonder but he like tried to get up and was that to was that to our our detriment that he actually tried to get up, and that really bothered me that that call that you know that was the call for delay of game. It just seemed ridiculous. Like either the ref wasn't even looking, or the ref saw that he got to his skates and thought that he had enough time to uh, get out of the way of the mooring, but which was ridiculous to, to me. But. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like that really bothered me. That that's a thing that maybe people do to try to get more calls for their their team, and that that's something that fans want to see their their yeah. their their team do, like to try to sell calls. I, yeah, I don't I know think... if it's so much that, or if it's just 
when when you stop moving your feet is when you stop getting called. Yeah. And, you know, when when, yeah. you, when you keep moving your feet, you know, when when you're constantly moving, and you know, that's when you're going to get the calls. You know, if if you get if if you feel the you know a stick on your midsection and you're just like, all right, I'm going to coast now, you're not going to get that call. If you keep you know skating as if you're trying to break free from that, that's when a ref is going to see that. That's where that's when you're going to get the call. And the team is just not trying right now. But I, but but to that point though, you would think that that Parisi would get, you know, would draw a penalty every single shift. And there may be some some notion to it that, like, the refs know Parisi. They they know that he's going to do everything possible, you know, with you know within his 30 seconds of ice time, that shift. And, you know, he, he they know that, like, honestly, he could draw every a penalty every time. And they don't because he's Parisi. I, I, you know... Is there anything to that? Does that make any sense? Like, like he, I don't, I, I don't want to say that the refs think like he's trying to draw penalties, but like, but he he tries so hard that everything looks like a penalty that that prevents him from scoring a goal. Well, I, mean, I think I, that I, that could be the case. I mean, I, I guess I think, you know, as much as you know, they probably say, oh, that, you know, it's it doesn't matter. You know, they're looking at the play, but I think the players involved For sure. often, I mean, that, that matters, you know. It's, Matt Cook. It, yeah, <laughs> it's why, you know, Matt Cook gets thrown to the box all the time. It's, you know, I think that has a lot to do with it. And I've seen plenty of plays where it's like, yep, Parisi's getting killed over there, but, and you know. Cross-checked, everything. No one cares. And, you know, it's just, it's so interesting, and, you know, just the inconsistency too is you know really really amazing sometimes um the the game friday night and i don't remember which which player it was but it was you know one of our guys was just getting basically he was you know on behind the net just getting cross-checked in the back multiple times and the ref is standing right there looking at he's he's looking directly at it and just stands there and that's the kind of stuff that drives me nuts too is you know, as much as they preach like, oh, you know, we're going to crack down on this because, you know, we want to, you know, no shots to the head and injuries and all that, but just inconsistency, just it, it doesn't speak to that at all. Yeah. So I, I definitely no, think it, it matters. No shots to the head, but you can yeah. get a cross-check to your vertebrae as many times as possible as long as you're <laughs> oh, yeah. wearing a McCrindle yeah. Berry jersey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's another aspect. getting cross-checked in the back of the head. <laughs> in the back. By a uh, steward, of course. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I think another aspect on the wild right now is is we have been turnover machines, just giving the puck away, mm-hmm. uh, and you can't draw a penalty if you don't have the puck. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if you're chasing the team back towards your own goal, uh, more you're more likely to to take a penalty than to draw a penalty. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I think it all blends together. I think it's all these are all symptoms of the same thing, uh, and. Um, uh, I don't have a problem with the Wild not being bigger divers or bigger uh, Alex Burroughs or what have you. Yeah. That's where you were going. You you want James Neal on this team, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I definitely <laughs> want James Neal. <laughs> okay, final thoughts. Uh, we're going to start with the rookie. Heather, what's your final thought? Final thought is they obviously need to get their game back together on this road trip. Um, I think, you know, it would be really beneficial for them to score a goal in the first 
couple minutes of the first period. Um, and I'm not trying. <laughs> I know that sounds really like, well, duh. But, um, you know, I do. I mean, I Maybe think obviously the longer, obviously the longer that this goes on, the more they're going to be pressing. And I'm hoping that they're going to come out with some different effort or some, you know, better effort. Because, you know, like we were saying, it's just the you know, not skating, not just not being fully there. And that needs to happen this week. There there needs to be some kind of a spark. You know, if they come out the exact same way they have the past couple games, it's it's going to be a real issue and they're going to find themselves in the same kind of slump they have the past couple of years. Yep. 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 Jared Mason, final thoughts. Uh, my final thought is um, this is going to sound like I just missed doubles but I do. Um, but my final thought has to do with uh, something I want to talk to him about on a, on a podcast, maybe next time. Um, it's, it's the coach's challenge and how I feel that it's uh, not only just ridiculous, not only just, um, you know, adds cement to the game flow, but that it discredits the NHL referee and, you know, kind of ob- obsoletizes them, which is a word that I just uh, created, um, and demeans them. I mean, uh, I-, I hate it. I-, I-, I feel that I feel that like all of the the, uh, the overturned goals that we've seen, uh, not only just in wild games, but other games I've seen are just ridiculously uh, um, just ridiculous in general. Like the fact that they were overturned because of this, you know. Um, one you know one tiny little brush of a of a goaltender, or or maybe the 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 toe kick was just above you know just beyond the blue line. Like like why do we have these refs there? Why do we have four of them? Um, why does the league continue to talk about how great their refereeing is? Um, and then they go and do the stupid video replay that takes like five minutes, and then they overturn it and they make themselves look like they're not they don't know how to do their job like. When it's such a fine, a finite like difference, um, uh, it, it feels horrible to me, and uh, I would love to, to talk about it more, um, uh, but maybe not tonight. Uh, but I hate it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good point. You, you know, it's almost like the this the, the NHL is willing to have games be decided by something as gimmicky as a shootout, uh, right? And you know, frankly, and or three on three overtime, um, yeah. but. You know the, the 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 minute element of potential human error in not seeing a goalie who gets brushed or a guy who you know was half a, a toenail over offside, which frankly yep. never is the cause of a goal, right? It never directly leads to a goal. Yeah. Um, but, but those things are bad, you know. And 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 like the recent the recent example is the the goal that was scored um, against the Wild recently that was overturned because of the the guy was in the crease. And, and, like, I understand the rule that the guy was in the crease and had Dubnik gone there and and tried to play his position, he would not have been able to. Um, but the, it's not like the refs don't know that fucking rule until they go to the video replay, right? They know the rule. They made a judgment on the ice. And how is that not good enough, I guess, is, is my, my question. And when they go to the video replay... It uh, you know it it makes them it makes their their judiciousness like illegitimate at that point like it it doesn't matter like we'll just go to video replay and we'll get the right call because these these refs don't know what they're doing that's what bothers me and that's definitely what I want uh, Dub's uh, opinion on 
when you it just is love needed. the refs. Well, I just love the stripes. Mikey, what do you got? How the hell am I going to follow that up? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, Mike. Man. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, yeah, you know, Grandlin makes my cold little heart cry. Um, <laughs> he has got to be better. He, he, you know, he was turning the puck over. He was soft on the puck last night. Um, you know, he, oh, it just, it, it made it made my heart shrink by two sizes just watching him play <laughs> last night. Um, you know, he he has got to be better. Um, I actually much prefer him on a lower line, a third or fourth line. I think that that would be more in his wheelhouse, you know, less pressure on him. I would love to see the Wild try Charlie Coyle with uh, Zach Parisi and anyone not named Jason Pominville on uh, the second line. Um, you know, it just Grandland, I, I, I really truly believe that he would be much better if, if he were out there, not against the top defensive line of the other team, but you know, he, he, we know he can hit. I mean, I, I've seen the guy hit. He, he actually, he knows how to do it. He <laughs> seems to enjoy it when he's out there, you know, when, when he's dropped to a fourth line temporarily, or when he's out there against some, some heavier players, he throws hits, you know, <laughs> you know, yay. If, if that's what he's doing, let him do that. You know, put him out there on the third or fourth line. You know, give him a depth opportunity against not the hardest line to play against and just see what he can do. I mean, you know, if, if his NHL ceiling is going to be Rob Niedermeyer, you know, an excellent third or check, you know, <laughs> a third line center or checking line center, go for it, man. You know, that's, then, then give him a chance. Give him a shot at his, at his dream in the NHL. You know, let, you know, try him out there. Let him see what he can do. But you know, to continue this experiment is is it it, it just it, you know it it's it's enough to drive me to drinking, you know it's 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 enough to make me want to mix my Johnny Walker Blue with Coke, um, you know it, it really is it's it's so frustrating to watch him try to play and to lose the puck so easily that it leads to a goal or that you know he breaks into the zone and the other team's just you know. Hey, get, hey, hey, buddy! I'm gonna take that puck from you. Okay, sure. You know, and and then they go back the other way. Well, you know, a little, a little bit of, you know, you know, Jarrett Stoll, fuck you! I'm gonna keep this puck. Would would do him some good. I don't know. I don't know, Berger. Well, I think you called Mace pretty well. I think it was yeah. really close. I think that was the yeah. most zany, zany, wild idea ever. <laughs> play, play, Grandman to take the body. <laughs> I like your uh, your Grandlin uh, impression there. It sounded a lot like the Simpsons kid with the loot. But uh, okay. hear me see my loot. Power uh, Viking. Anyway, uh, nice job there, Bergie. Um All right, two final thoughts. One, the calendar while it continues, uh, it's the conclusion. The rest of its four-game road trip with three dates out in California. Uh, California, we got Anaheim on Wednesday. L.A. Kings on Thursday, back-to-back. That's always fun. And the Sharks uh, in San Jose on Saturday afternoon. And I just noticed that the Anaheim game is NBCSN, which means we get motherfucker of motherfuckers, the worst TV team on in the league. That's awesome. Awesome. Outstanding. <laughs> Don Oppers, A-holers, A-holers and, uh, and, uh, and uh, the big douchebag Brian Hayward. 
Um, that's uh. final thought number one. Final thought number two is, uh, okay, we're going to play a little game here. This player played his first 32 games of this season. He had six goals, 16, point, 16 assists for 22 points. That comes out to .687 goal, points per game on pace over an 82-game schedule of 56.37 points. In the 11 games, including the, the game in which he played against the Wild, and since then, he has eight goals, six points. I'm sorry, eight goals, six assists for 14 points, 1.27 points per game. It's a pace over 82 of 68.65. I said it during the game when he lit us up for I think two and one. Sidney Crosby, ladies and gentlemen, he is ele- since he played the Wild, he has elevated his pace. Points pace for the season <laughs> by twelve point three whatever fucking points. We're helpers. Oh, and we're just so helpful to other players. Just, yeah, we're such givers. Just to put that in perspective, the leading <laughs> point scorer on the wild right now is Miko Koivu, who is on pace for sixty point one three points for the season. Sixty. That's eight off of Crosby's pace. Now, obviously. 68 points in the season is a bad season for Sidney Crosby. No doubt about it. Yeah. But still, and because of the Wild, he's going to be on pace. He's back to be on one score by a comfortable mark. We're awesome. a rebound team, man. We've, we've always been a rebound team. We're, yeah, we're something. Whatever, whatever, whatever ails you, we're the tonic. Yeah. Well, Carter Hutton, best in the trophy. Right now, I called it. <laughs> you got stains? <laughs> Play the Minnesota Wild. Just say it. Shuddy? Yeah. First Shuddy at home? Carter Hutton. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, this is a, a bit of a grouse episode, but it's a bit of a grouse situation for the Minnesota Wild right now. We thank everybody for listening to Five and a Major for Jared Mason, Mike Berg, and Heather. This is Nick in New York. Thank you for listening, and we will be back with you soon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18.